Welcome back to the Snack Walls Podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hey, uh, Brock Weatherup, uh, I guess a serial uh, entrepreneur who's been uh, in the pet space for a little while. So created a couple different companies, sold one of them to PetSmart, sold one of them to Petco, but now doing a company called Metamorphosis. And we run a couple websites under that, theanxiouspet.com, greatpetcare.com, and metropolis.com. So awesome. you know, loving having dogs around. So it's always a good thing. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, I'm hearing from some leaders in, in tech that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts? I think it's incredibly difficult. Um, and I think there's a couple different ways to think about diversity. You know, there's the kind of the highest or easiest levels diversity of thought, right, and background. Um, and, you know, look, you, you can do that. It's not that hard. It's, you know, how you, how you organize and hire people so you don't hire people like yourself. Um, getting to gender diversity, it's a little bit, more difficult just because of, I think, what is inordinarily, you know, kind of taught to, frankly, you know, kind of people as they're growing up. As a a father of two teenage daughters, uh, trust me, I'm trying my damnedest to kind of like, hey, no, here's here's a path for you that's equal to a man. And how does that, you know, how does that work? And how do you make sure you maintain that? I think, and then getting to what I would say, you know, kind of black and brown and color diversity, I think it's very, very difficult because I think a lot of the the infrastructure, the systems have not created uh, the easiest of paths for both black and brown to find those jobs. And and honestly, like, you know, folks like myself that you know, are, are, are on the other end of it, it's very difficult to figure out how to tap into. And, um, you know, it's something that we need to work on. Awesome. So, so that said, um, do you think an apprenticeship pattern might work for tech roles? I think it is. Well, I mean, I think there have to be a number of different ways to do it. Um, and so whether that is creating programs to define mentorship and interactions for folks that are a little further along in their careers as they want to try and dive into it, there's a capital structure that needs to create some very kind of focused elements to it. But internships give especially younger folks, you know, kind of the opportunity to trial and figure it out and understand how to navigate it. And once you understand that sort of navigation, your ability to then excel in that is dramatically improved. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so I think that's a yes. I think you're checking the box there. And at least it solves that one piece of the problem. I know there's the supply side. There's also the creating the demand by it, making sure people can be successful. And so what advice would you share with companies that are looking to increase diversity and more importantly, retain that diverse staff? Uh, two, two different things. One is you, you, you have to put and you have to define it that it requires extra effort. Um, if you just want to post a job, you're, you're not going to create the diversity of perspective and thought and color and gender and everything else that you want to bring into your organization. You have to actually say it out loud and you need to go out and do it. And it's going to take extra time and you have to commit to that because that's what it's going to require. And then, you know, on the other side, it's just, to me, it's an, it's an endless set of networking. Um, it's just keep, you know, keep talking, keep trying. Look, it's why, why, why I say yes to having this sort of conversation with someone like you is just like, Hey, let's, keep going. Let's create something a little bit broader. And hopefully out of this, it may turn into something that turns into something that turns into something. And, you know, you, you never know where the, uh, 
the, the pebble goes when you knock it off the top of a mountain, but you just hope it ends up somewhere great. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's not great, the ripples could have great impact elsewhere, right? So Absolutely. love it. Um, so who would you say might be somebody else like yourself that you'd like to acknowledge as a leader and think might be a good fit for a guest on a podcast like this? Uh, well, one, one of the people I turn to uh, a lot is a gentleman named uh, Will Roberts, um, who is the, uh, uh, sorry, excuse me, Will Reynolds, <laughs> um, who is... Uh, I was about the, to say, I got a brother. It's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, who's, who's the CEO of uh, Seer Interactive. So, um, okay. uh, who's just, uh, you know, who's a, who's a wonderful friend who I met during a, a time in Philadelphia. He leads a great company called Seer Interactive. And uh, is just, uh, you know, frankly, a, a, a wonderful, just a, a wonderful person and frankly, somebody that I turn to a lot and frankly is, uh, especially around this sort of conversation about how to embrace diversity, how to create some dynamics around it, how to really succeed in it and make it something great and help improve the world with it. He's somebody that I, I watch and listen to a lot. Awesome. Well, hopefully one day we'll have him on the podcast and hear his thoughts as well. Uh, where can we find out more information about your company? And this is the time uh, to do shameless plugs, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, just you know, our, 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 our corporate site is metamorphosis.com. So pretty, pretty simple. Um, but if you have pets um, and you want to, you know, look into, you know, finding information, there's greatpetcare.com, which is a, a site around health and wellness for your pet. And then if you have a dog, we have a, a site called metropolis.com that we describe as unapologetically dog friendly. Um, you know, we're all about dogs and that business and, and what we do. And then uh, we've created a, a new new product set called The Anxious Pet. Uh, and it's just at theanxiouspet.com and it's treats and supplements and CBD for pets. Nice. I like it. I got a pet. I have a dog. He's a boxer. He's about mm, five years old now. So he's... He's out of the like puppy phase. He's in the yeah, adolescent sure. teenager phase slash young adult. <laughs> so a, one might say hyperactive, super energetic, ready to you know kind of go with it. Uh, yeah, you know, might, yeah. Might, might might be a great uh, great candidate for some of our common products from the anxious pet. So uh, yeah, know, maybe, absolutely. Maybe we'll send you some as as the end of this. So. Love that. So. Um, Listen, we have a couple of minutes, so we can either end early. Um, you could share something about anything you have going on over there, or you could ask me a question. So what would you like to do? I guess I'd ask you a question. You're talking with a whole lot of people. How do people like me, who, you know, for, for better or for worse, I was born into what I was born into and I've been sure. lucky to be privileged in my life. How do I find more diverse candidates, especially in the entrepreneurial world, where that sort of risk factor, connection factors, lots of things have made it far more difficult for especially people of color to enter into this space. So how do I do better? I think the the number one answer I have for this, this question when it comes up is it's networking and trying to pull people into your circle that otherwise usually not, you know, you're not having those serendipitous connections where you're just kind of meeting at the common places at the water cooler, right? Like you're going to have to go out into the community and find folks like me in San Diego that are trying to sort of like move the needle in this space. And I think they're going to be your biggest like gatekeepers to that additional network around them of people that, Hey, I know the sources of like talent that are outside of the box in terms of like, you know, in San Diego, it's UCSD is like the big premier software engineering um, university. So yeah. it's even like competing with like CSU San Marcos and San Diego State University. Like even just amongst those three, there's a dominant one in San Diego. Yeah. And so 
once you start acknowledging and understanding like who the other thought leaders are in the community, they can then say, oh, I know like these four people and these are who you need to talk to, right? And so it sounds like you have a few of those connections and that's what I'd say is like the, the, the reaching out to them and then getting tapped into that network and then just listening and saying, you know, what do you think we should do? That's the area where I yeah. think a lot of companies, they talk the talk, but they're not willing to actually like listen to the compelling arguments people are making about here's like, here's something I'd suggest, maybe give it a shot. And yeah. they're like, ah, oh, well, we'll see. And if, if you're in a leadership position, it's great to be able to make the decision and just say, well, we're going to try it. Like, let's yeah. just give it a shot and see, see what happens from there. So. Yeah. Very cool. Great, great, great. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm new to San Diego. Well, three, three years now. So it's not my, my, my depth doesn't go that far, but uh, was in, was in Philadelphia before this and was, was very involved with a thing called Philly startup community, Philly startup leaders. And we, you know, got a, and, and, and created a lot of dynamics around that. That was really powerful. I've, I've not found that yet here in, uh, in, in, in San Diego. As there possible. is a start, there is a startup ecosystem here in San Diego. So what part of uh, San Diego are you guys located in? Uh, we're in La Jolla. Okay. So you're pretty close to the, well, not really. You're in the UTC startup scene yep. area. Yep. And it's, so it's sort of shifted over, I'd say like the last five to 10 years, it was downtown. Like downtown was kind of like the central hub for startups. That was the place yeah. to be. And then it sort of shifted up to the UCSD and it's still, there's a lot there, but it's a lot of the biotech and a lot of the things around research and science um, out in that area. The yeah. rest of it is shifted up into Carlsbad. And so Carlsbad is kind of where now a lot of the more trendy startup organizations are. And so that's kind of where if you, if like, that's what you're seeking, if you're seeking to bump into more entrepreneurs and people that are, you know, serial, you know, entrepreneurs putting products out, building SaaS companies, that's the, like, that's the, target area i'd say yeah. um well we, we yeah, we've been building on the well we're in the consumer side right so everything we do is kind of how do you leverage technology to sell a product or service to the consumer yep. you know uh, there's some here in san diego but it's relatively speaking to biotech and kind of you know network infrastructure those sorts of things which obviously are, are wonderfully dominant here which is great yeah. you know it's, it's finding that sort of you know kind of the b2c side of the world which is uh, you know a little little bit more challenging but anyway it's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. It's easy, Thanks. It's an easy place to recruit people to though. That's a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's a, it's a great, like there's lots of energy and like folks in the startup community are very helpful. That's one of the other things in San Diego. Lots of folks view it as everybody succeeds. So that's not a zero sum game. A lot of startup folks are just willing to kind of jump in and help out in whatever way they can. So mm -hmm. it, I, I think it's an awesome scene, but it, you know, it's different than other places. So yeah, sure. for sure. Well, thanks Brock. I appreciate you coming on the program. And uh, again, um, check out his, uh, what is it again? Give the website metamorphosis. Uh, metamorphosis.com. Awesome. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snackwalls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The Tech Enabled Apprenticeship Program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io. 